Hey yo, and welcome to another episode of the Pedestrian Podcast. Myself, Short Court, and Adam Nathan. Um, last time we podded, both of us, a lot has happened, Adam. Um, I got my infuse out with uh, uh, Dave and Dan, and then jumped on shouts to Duncan and the guys over there on their podcast as well. Um, so you haven't really had your stage on the Ped Pod to share your views on. Russell Wilson, Denver Bronco. Sorry, what was that? Uh, Russell part? Wilson's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, it's, that's been discussed much, uh, or come out a bit left field. Huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's taken me by surprise. I'll need to have a moment to, no, on, I mean, what on earth is going on, Stuart? Um, right. Where do so, we go so, with this? Right, okay, no, okay. So I am, um, so a couple of days ago, uh, Gerald Everett signed for the Chargers. Yeah. And he posted a tweet which said, thank you to everyone in the Seahawks organization for allowing me to be part of the 12s and to experience the PNW's culture this past year. To my coaches and teammates and to the fans, there were beautiful moments created with you all and I'll, I'll never forget green heart emoji. Gerald Everett was a Seahawk for 17 games and posted a pretty sizable paragraph. Russell Wilson was a Seahawk for a decade when the Super Bowl should have won two. Um, leads every passing stat. Um, is a co-owner of whatever that... I don't know how co in that of the city's um, MLS team. There's an awful lot in the community with all these visits to Seattle Children's and the functions and fundraising he does for that. Um, He posted six words in the hashtag. Cool. Do we get to say yet that it was a terrible throw to Ricardo Lockett? Like can we can we can we talk openly about that now? Yeah, well, I think we could anyway. Um, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is almost unfounding because there's so much to talk about that you just don't even know where to begin. Um, so let's try and make sense. Okay, of it. okay, we'll right. go from the start because I found out sitting in a football stadium via a text from you when you were on your holly bobs. In Mexico, yeah. Great timing. Um, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and uh, it was swear words. And I was like, okay. And then I had exactly the same phrasing from um, another friend who's not a Seahawks fan. Almost at the same time, I was like, okay. What has happened here? <laughs> and then old uh, Deshaun Watson's agent, Adam Schefter, um, had tweeted, it happened. So the wording of the off-season so far has been run it back. And we had, I think the last pod we did together, we had Jackson Bevins on, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And I think I asked him, like, how do you feel about the run it back? Like, you know, they finished the season fairly strongly. The running game was good. Opened up <clears> the <throat> passing game, if you're going to go down the Pete-isms. And the thing I'm fascinated to know about is, how many people were pro run it back 
on the assumption that it also meant there was a quarterback. Well, that because is that's exactly what running back means. Running back means exactly like everyone comes back. Yeah, like like the, like the president getting a second term. Yeah, but for me, look, I wanted Pete Carroll to go regardless. But there are a number of people that were clearly pro Carroll coming back. You know, one more chance, but presumably it was contingent on the fact that they didn't realize that Pete Carroll's presence meant that Russell Wilson wanted to leave. Um, and I had a discussion on, on social media with a couple of people last night about this, but um, maybe I'm wrong, but as far as I can tell, like the reason Russell Wilson isn't in Seattle, it's because Pete Carroll still is no, like he's not annoyed of the, with the food in Seattle or the skyline or like the weather. Imagine what a reason for a trade. Yeah, yeah, the Columbia Tower it, it affected my flight on my throws. Um, it's it's a regime thing, right? Has to be. Uh, the reason, the reason, I think, I know, I, I think it's, I think, Russell Wilson was not getting another contract from the Seahawks. Pete Carroll has very limited to do with that. I think it's a Schneider thing. I think Schneider just could not be bothered to deal with anyone attached to. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. But I think it's just, I think the reason he's not serious is his agent. And it's really interesting. The few things I've seen on socials from his introductory stuff in Denver. Mark Rogers has been there almost front and center. We didn't see him for however. I think he's been he's been his agent this whole time. Yeah, didn't see him for a decade then. I think uh, it is a regime thing, but I, I think it's more um, Schneider than Carroll. I think Carroll's kind of tried to push ownership onto Schneider and maybe even Jody Allen above him more than taking ownership from himself. He's like, yeah, I, I didn't see it. I think he said I didn't, I didn't think it would happen or something a few days ago. One thing I know about Mark Rogers is I think um, when Wilson signed his rookie contract, Rogers went to see Schneider to try and get the terms amended and get more money, which you can't do for rookie contracts. Um, so like he was a pain in Schneider's ass from minute one. And it does seem like that was the relationship that sort of was straw breaking the camel's back as much as anything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, yeah. I, I, I think I said, I think I wrote as well, that it's, this is all on Schneider kind of now kind of thing. And yeah. But I, I just, the thing I don't get is, well, look, the, the Seahawks in their inimitable way have done it again in the sense of they've gone into the off season. People are like, oh my goodness, look how much cap space they've got. <laughs> Ignored the fact they had basically no players on the roster, <laughs> then got rid of the quarterback, then got rid of the maybe best defensive player the franchise has ever seen. And we're already seeing the reports of like, well, that cap space is starting to run out and they have no quarterback, no offensive tackles and one inside linebacker of any repute. And I, I just don't understand how that, I mean, presumably there is a plan, right? And Pete Carroll was he's harping on about win freaking football games, like whatever. <laughs> but what is going on? Because the roster as it's constructed right now is demonstratively worse than last year's. And it doesn't have a quarterback. Um, and it's funny because I was looking at the Chiefs' situation after trading Tyreek Hill, and they basically taken the decision, you know, get rid of 
that guy, keep the quarterback. They've got 12 picks in the upcoming draft. So yeah, the quarterback makes a shitload of money, but they're in a position to rebuild the whole roster from a position of strength. And I kind of feel the Seahawks are going to go into the draft now and they're going to have to reach for starters from the off, which is a terrible position to be in going into a draft, like having positions of need to pick up there. And I don't know what the, you know, I, I, I would love to hook Pete Carroll up to a lie detector test and ask him like, is this what you expected the plan and position to be in on the, whatever it is of March, because outside looking in and yeah, I'm negative. I'm anti Pete Carroll, but can you see them winning a game next year? As, as it stands? Well, yeah, because the, the, there is very fine lines in NFL games. They're going to win a few games, but I don't know. Yeah, there is almost certainly a plan. This wasn't, this last, there doesn't appear to be any bad beats in free agency so far, which may be concerning as well, because last year it seemed like they wanted to keep Shaquille Griffin and they missed out by a few million dollars or whatever, or going home, sunshine, I don't know. Um, this season, kind of, this off-season so far, there doesn't really seem to be, well, there is probably one person they may have missed out on, um, thankfully. Um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be any bad beats. Like everyone they've signed, they've kind of, and there also seems to be a hell of a lot of draft hedges as they've called, like Austin Blythe is a draft edge just in case they can't find another centre or no one progresses um, in the building already. Um, the corner is a familiarity thing. I can't remember his name. Artie Burns. He's only a million dollars. And then even today, the linebacker they've signed from, uh, again, the Bears, uh, is a special teams kind of depth FBBK doesn't come back from his knee thing and Again, that familiarity thing, there doesn't seem to be bad beats, which, like I said, it could be a concern, but it just kind of seemed like the wheels will set in motion the minute they left the Vulcan office. Because, I mean, there was a tweet in December which said the Broncos were on Russell Wilson's list. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we ain't going to go there. I feel like it was Jordan Schultz, wasn't it, who gets a yeah. lot of tap. Yeah. But I think he called this, like, in yeah. December. He, he, I think he said his list is now Broncos, Raiders, Bears, and Colts, maybe. I think that's what he said. Um, but, yeah, and he obviously got derided for it. But, like, we we said it was going to be the Broncos mm-hmm. a year ago. Like, it, was him, it was him or Rogers, And it seems like when Denver got word three weeks for the combine that Rogers was going, probably going to stay in Green Bay and all this bullshit last off-season was, had worked. Um, Denver and their guy, uh, George Patton, or Peyton, um, jumped on the phone to Schneider and did work. And it seems like they did work in Indy where things kind of just, just sealed, really. But, yeah, I don't see anything that is off plan. Maybe Dwayne Brown, that's a concern that he appears to be doing some sort of job. I I think everything that's happened in pre-agency was signed off on in some form or another in that Vulcan office in early Jan. Right, so I I get that. But 
they are currently shit. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it doesn't mean it makes any sense or whatever, but I tell you what, I tell you what, what my problem is, right? Pete Carroll comes out and expresses, you know, <clears throat> this isn't a rebuild, we're not tanking. And obviously, look, the way in which he discusses things in public is going to be slightly different and maybe more effusive to what he actually means. But at no point have they even acknowledged the idea that a little bit of work needs to be done to get this back to where we are. And for me, he could almost get himself fired a year early by trying to say that, well, this is, you know, we're going for, we're no worse than we, than we were, you know, we're not weaker, we're not rebuilding, as opposed to saying, look, look you know, we've got this next year's draft picks for a reason. Um, like for my money, just be good. Like for my money, the target should be the 2023 NFC Championship game. And if you get there, then you validated what you've done with the Russell Wilson trade. If you can't get there, I don't see how you can justify what you've done. I, th- I honestly think it's as simple as that. Now, look, the ball might break in the wrong direction. There might be a pick. There might be a, a fumble. There might be a drop that, you know, in a divisional round that, but like this team has been in championship game wilderness for seven years, eight years, pushing nine. And I don't think if, you, if you're not there next year or in and around it and being discussed as a legitimate candidate, I don't see how you can justify what you've done with Russell Wilson. Uh, I think it was John Schneider. I think they may have both said it that they got to where they got to. And like Pete, I think yeah, I think it's Pete as well said about his USC days. He built things with young players, and kind of thing. They were going back to that. Like that's as close as you're going to get to them. What, why has it taken eight years? Because I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I think they're I, I think they're just bullshitting at this stage. Like it's a ri- and I, and we I see it on the on the WhatsApp on the Facebook group. Sorry. Like, hey, you know, Pete Carroll and John Schneider have built a championship team from, from the bottom. No, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to do it again. But, I think no, but, but as in, if that's what they're doing now, why haven't they done it six years ago with good players? They yeah. now basically have no good players. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to jump around all over the place because there's so much to discuss. But, you know, the, I was listening to Seahawk Radio today and my, one of my favourite presenters <laughs> um, said that, you know, Baker mate, you know, Drew Lock could be a two out of ten or an eight out of ten. We don't know yet. Whereas Baker Mayfield, we know is just a five out of ten. And I'd rather have the chance of of Drew Lock. What? Drew Lock had five good games three years ago and has been an unmitigated disaster ever since. Baker Mayfield at least got his team to the playoffs and would have done last year again if he didn't have really bad injuries. Now I'm not saying that I want Baker Mayfield, but the lock thing is indicative of, I don't know, this Kool-Aid system that we have now in Seattle with the fan base that like when a player gets here, they become amazing. And my retort is, imagine if we were sitting on this pod three weeks ago and said, oh, by the way, yeah, Drew Lock with the quarterback, no problem. We'll be fine. Pete's system, Pete's system, be fine. I mean, get the fuck out of here because you are off your head. And I'm going to lose my head because now that I talk about it, I'm getting really frustrated because <laughs> I think we're absolutely knackered, mate. I think we are absolutely knackered. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's, there's not really anything to point otherwise, I guess. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, all right. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> Uh, yeah, nah, like, yeah, the, the Drew Lock thing is annoying because 
if we'd have played the Broncos um, last year, he'd have been, oh, we'll be fine. And even Virginia will be able to beat Drew Luck. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now all of a sudden, hey, well, you know, Pete's system. It's like they're thinking you could rock up, the, go 21 of 25, two the, touchdowns and 240 yards every week. The, no. I, I, know, I know it is probably Pete, but the only thing with Drew Luck is that Waldron got a tune out of Jared Goff. Well, the team that Waldron managed got a tune out yeah, of Drew Luck. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, 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 like, it's basically the same. Like, he helped... Scheme up a way that made Jared Goff look and didn't lose many games. But obviously, on the other end of that, the defense had the best player in the in the entire sport. Yeah, um, I, I also uh, think Aaron Donald if Urban Myers listen. I, I also think, and this is going to make me vomit in my own mouth because I have to give <laughs> some credit to Jared Goff. Like, there's levels to this game. Yeah, and Jared Goff is a miles better quarterback See, than uh, Drew Lock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe, probably. Drew Lock um, got like re- resoundingly benched for Teddy Bridgewater last yeah. year. Um, what was I going to say that? And he now starts for the Seattle Seahawks currently. There, there was a thing with OC and Jason Bell, the uh, BBC or NFI UK podcast. There's a clip going around with the there's um, quarterback privilege they were talking about, uh, how like they're protected. But there's a reason for that. There's probably no bigger drop off. In American football, NFL from QB one to QB two, mm-hmm. and that's why there's a privilege because oh they get protected, they don't get competing. It's not many people, and that is probably the fine margins. But yeah, it's just yeah, I, I'm whatever until the other side of the draft and see what the QB situation looks like. But it's probably going to be um, Drew Lock number two. Um, Pete yesterday said imagine where Drew Locke would go in this draft if he was in it now and I'm like he'd, he'd, middle of the, middle yeah, of the fifth he'd be yeah <laughs> like he, he's talking as if oh yeah you know, top 10 pick no yeah it, that is an interesting thing I don't really know I don't really know too much but what I've watched of the quarterbacks he's not he'd be one of the early ones gone I, I know, but I mean, that says more about the rest than him. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But uh, I just but... can't believe that we're here. <laughs> I, like, and the worst part about it is, sorry, I'm, I know I'm. this is not really offering any sort of insight and I'm, I'm getting sort of two weeks of frustration out here. But, you know, they talk about, oh, well, you know, Rashad Penny will open up the passing game. Yeah, but Russell Wilson is not just some fucking scrub. Like the reason the passing game was really good is that Russell Wilson is really good. And this it's this idea that I can't get my head around that people think that, oh, well, it's just, you know, just plug and play with these quarterbacks. Like, what? Have people not watched the NFL? Like they're going to, a defensive coordinator is going to bait Drew Locke into making a bad throw that Drew Locke thinks he can make that he can't. And that's why bad quarterbacks stay bad. And Drew Locke admitted he was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'll, it, I think I said on this one, I'd say with Duncan Schoener and that over 99 yards that um, it was weird how in first 
I was. I mean, being at the football and you 7,000 miles away for podcast reasons wasn't ideal, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of accepted that that, that was going to happen. I think I said to you a couple of days before, I was like, yeah, it's, it's done. I think that's the last pod we do mm. with Wilson as a Seahawks for once. Um, I was proven right, but, but yeah. Uh, where do we go from there? Um, I mean, Bobby Wagner? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound like DK Metcalf here, but that one kind of, that's annoying. That's almost more annoying because, yeah, yeah, yeah they signed Quandre, which is, if they hadn't signed, if they released um, Wagner and not paid Quandre, you'd be like, what are earth are you doing but, but yeah, the, the that, that was really annoying like there's a lot of people that think Wagner was bad last year he, he's not Bobby Wagner from four years ago no but Russell Wilson isn't Russell Wilson from four years ago no and as I said I think on the pod with Jackson and you last time one of the reasons that Wagner maybe hasn't had his best season is that he's 31 and being asked to make 176 tackles a season because the defense refused to get off the fucking field. Um, like Jackson made a great point, I think, talking about how Shil Kapadia said of, of John Harbaugh, like when we're on defense, we're going to get off the field quickly. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen quickly. We might give up a long touchdown or we're going to get a sack, but we're getting off the field quickly. These 13, 14, 15 play drives. Now, it, it, ironically, it does seem like that Pete's had enough of that and is looking to get rid of it. But it, I... I don't know. It just strikes me as weird. They wouldn't give maybe their best ever defensive player a chance in the system. Yeah, because what have they done with that money? Someone called Uchela Uwosu, who um, got six sacks for Chargers last year after they traded, um, after they lost Marvin Ingram uh, opposite Joey Bosa, is now going to be opposite... Daryl Taylor? I'd imagine so. But Daryl Taylor is not Joey Bosar. No, I mean, there's a lot of stock being put into Daryl Taylor tra- having a you know comparable trajectory from year two to year three as he had from year one to year two. And that was great last year. But, you know, you get rid of three of your past rushes last year that you signed to contracts admittedly you could say there's a scheme issue there, but equally are you admitting there's a slight failure in who you brought in? I mean, could you not use Carlos Dunlap somehow this year? I mean, you didn't even use him much this year and he got, he led the That's team true. sacks. The Kerry Hyder deal was just a, just a, <sighs> he signed back for the 49ers for, I think the Seahawks cap hit this year is probably more than what he's getting on the Niners. I wonder if you'll get this. This is proof that we should never sign defensive players with two five-letter names. No. Because two or three years ago, they massively overpaid for a name. Do you remember who it was? Uh, Yeah. His initials were the opposite ends of the alphabet. No. Ziggy Ansa. Oh, yeah. 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 So if there's ever a player like... Gary with two R Jones. Just know, steer clear, because we don't sign players of two five-letter names. 
in Seattle anymore because it's it's doomed for failure. I'm sure that's the the only common thread between the two players. Uh, Jamal Adams, by the way. Um, oh my god. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, I see. I thought you were talking about. Um, yeah, no. Um, I thought, this is an absolute train wreck of a pod. Um, but it's a train wreck of a team. Yeah. Will Disley got twenty four million dollars. That's what does my next move. Um, yeah, three years, twenty four million dollars for Will Disley a blocking tight end in what everyone is saying is a pretty good tight end class. Now, maybe the bigger issue with the Disley thing is they traded for who I think is a really good, probably as good a tight end as the team potentially has had in Noah Fan. He mm-hmm. is he could be if they've got back and get a ball to it, he could be electric. Um but the, the bigger issue with the Disney contract is Colby Parkinson. Yeah, like why did you draft him? Like <laughs> what, what yeah, what what is the point? Like you're blocking like the the worst thing about the Carson contract isn't his trading regime in the offseason. It's you blocked a first round pick entering his contract year. Then look, 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 whatever. You paid that guy as well. I'm sure pennies back on one year, five million dollars, I think it was over the weekend, mm-hmm. which is cool. Fine. That's that makes a lot of sense, really, because that could be a flash in the pan if it's not, you're not tied down for three or four years, like you are with Chris Carson. Um, but yeah, Colby Park, like we have no idea if that player is good. He clearly isn't. If you're doing that to Will Disley, who is a blocking, a good blocking tight end, but has had two serious leg injuries mm-hmm. in his four years in the league. He has nine hundred career yards. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's just like you're just blocking, blocking the pathway for draft picks is really weird thing to do it's, and it's, as, as I say it's, it's, it's probably one reason they cut Sherm is to get a proper lock really at Shaquille Griffin and the other one uh, it's the reason they did whatever they tried to do with Earl Thomas is because they wanted to have a look um, at Lano Hills of the world and Tedrick Thompson so that went comedically wrong um, but they at least Showed William to like look, like trial by fire kind of thing, and uh, it ends up torching us. But yeah, and that's I, the piece. All I want is this team to go into 2023 with a championship potential. And Will Disney's going to have a $9 million cap hit. It's insane. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to have to pay Noah Fant next year as well. You're right. He's played, he's played three years or four years. Uh, well, even so, the fifth-year option is probably more than yeah, that's very two true. million dollars that he's on this year. Um, yeah, it, that made no sense. With uh, Dizzy's fine, but twenty-four million dollars for a blocking tight end. Will, Will Disley strikes me as exactly the kind of player that if you can't draft another Will Disley, you shouldn't be allowed to draft for the team. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and you're uh, right. He's been a great servant to the team. Yeah, he's, he's 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 good. He's yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, Quandre's back though. I met Tristan earlier. That's mm-hmm. that's a 
massive positive, isn't it? I mean, yes, it's a lot of money in the safety position, but after Bobby, they really had to, didn't they? Like they, they really, and it's not even. It's not as much as I thought it was going to be. No, which, yeah, maybe. I mean, Arizona, his injury in Arizona maybe played a part in that, but it's still a lengthy, it's a normal length agreement mm. for someone like that, three or four years. But yeah, that's, that, I think that's a massive tick mm. in there, this offseason box for Ersteiner because they kept someone, especially after Wagner leaving, because that defense. Is uh, yeah. I think the I ask exactly the same question looking at his contract details as I do looking at the Will Disley contract details, but in a different voice. So for Will Disley, I say, where was his market? And for Quandra Diggs, I say, where was his market? Yeah, that it. Yeah, it. I mean, maybe we should just sign players from Detroit. Because they seem willing just to stay with ease. Because mm. like Cafaville said, he left Detroit. I think he said, I think it was Cafaville said, and he, had, he didn't enjoy free agency. He didn't want to go for all that again. Knew what he had in Seattle. Obviously, they won in that first year in Seattle for Cafaville. So it's very different to Quadre, I guess. But um, yeah, to sign retreads from uh, free agents from uh, Detroit. I hear they got a quarterback that's available or maybe available soon. <laughs> mm. What, um, David, David Blau? Is that the one? No, the one. Go on the Blau hearts. Tim Boyle. Um, yeah, where else? So that, yeah, so there's that. Uh, shall we briefly go over the DK Metcalf potential contract discussions? Because I think you might be quite impressed with my my new views on this, Stuart. I'd pay him. Like, he he's done... Uh, is it Taylor Rooks? I think his first interview was. And he's done another one with Kevin Garnett, who asked an incredibly leading question. He just come on, say something that's going to get <laughs> like you're going to be mad about about um, when he found out about the Russell Wilson trade. He just seems like obviously he could just get ejected in week one, but he just seems like someone who has realised what like the opportunity is now. He, he, like he's he's. It's it's what Russell Wilson did with Sherman and all that lot are gone, but in a lot in a much more. Uh, <laughs> I mean, continuation he, of the path. Way. Yeah, and he, I, I, well, the word I was going to say was human, because mm-hmm. um, he like he's opening up about things that someone who looks like DK Metcalf wouldn't usually be expected to open up about. Like he talked about how he struggled, like the mental, mental, um, mental health wise with all the stuff like frustration and losing. Because it's, it's like that's the biggest thing. I think Cam Newton is the best example of that. That guy won for about six or seven years. And the minute he touched a, a Wilson football in high school to his what third year in the NFL, he won. He went to Super Bowls. He went, like, just go look at that team he won the national title with, with Auburn. There's nobody. He won. And then the thing that, the reason he may have started acting out, but we all know the connotations to that probably, was because um, he started losing. And that's all DK Metcalf. And then DK Metcalf seemed to realise that and is trying to, ver- try to vocalise that with Taylor Rooks a few weeks ago. And then today, 
his uh, interview with Kevin Garnett. It's just, he clearly is someone who realises, okay, like while Tyler Lockett is still currently here, he realises that Tyler Lockett's only 30. <laughs> and this Seahawks team don't seem to like over 30-year-olds unless your name's Al Woods. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's, he, he's him and him, him and Jamal are the avatars of this team in 20, for better or worse, they are the, they're going to be on the side of um, Lumenfield uh, down Touchdown City and all that arena. Um, yeah, and he seems to realise that and it is quite refreshing after what we saw when the Shermans, the Legion of Boom kind of disappeared in front of our eyes that we've got someone who kind of fronts up in a different way, but it's it's just it's just so much it's just so much more enlightening listening to DK Metcalf and like Bobby Wagner. Like mm. Bobby Wagner talked on like HBCUs and all the things he did in the community and his press conferences this year. It's just so much more enlightening because he had the opportunity, the platform, and he took the took the most of it. And DK Metcalf is yeah, only two interviews in and still a long way to go, but just pay the man, man. What's your take? Sorry, I rambled a bit then. No, I enjoyed it. So, I mean, I've often said in the past that, um, like, it's not a position that you need to pay. So trade him and get the two first-round picks. And on Thursday, when Devontae Adams got his deal at Oakland, I was rather nicely lubricated after a day at Cheltenham Races. And I think I texted a couple of people saying, do not let the ink on the Devontae Adams deal dry without getting DK Metcalf signed up because every conversation he has from now, the price is going to go up and up and up. And look, you could make an argument. I think John Schneider rather worryingly said today that they were in a state of shock at some of the wide receiver deals that that quote just came down the pipe from Schneider, which slightly worries me because because I've come to the realization that, and you've said this to me for ages, like, if you draft a player, there's nothing better than after one or two years basically shitting yourself at how much you're going to have to pay the guy going forward. And outside of DK Metcalf, there hasn't really been anyone like that for six or seven years. Now, look, they're going to have to pay Daryl Taylor. They're probably going to have to pay Jordan Brooks. But they're not the kind of players that keep you up at night thinking, oh, my God, like, how are we going to fit them? How are we going to pay them? Whereas... DK is the kind of guy that you think, oh my God, we're going to have to do some like serious work to keep this guy. And whilst that seems like a negative at the time, take the positive that it means you actually got a good one. Um, And you only need to look around the league right now. Firstly, three wide receivers is a prerequisite basically to win. That's just a given. Um, And the other thing is like the teams that win are the ones with the great players. And uh, who was it on the radio that said today? I can't, but basically saying like, you just don't trade good players unless something seriously goes wrong. Yeah, which is, it, 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 it's super simple, but basically like to get, yeah, I mean, if you get rid of Wilson and DK Metcalf, yeah, like you may have loads of bullets in the gun, but they've missed with every shot they've taken really in the last half decade. So what's the thing that they're going to make that, okay. make that work from now? Yeah, the the Snyder comment kind of I, I think Mike Dugar has said often that the Seahawks are cheap. Mm-hmm. They pay and money, like, but they're cheap. Yeah, they're cheap. They yeah they that's why they for 
more often than not, they wait till this point of free agency to sign the Austin Blythes of the world. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, you just pay him. But they, when, when the Tyreek Hill deal went down, there was like a few hours ago, oh, they might just <laughs> put the phone down on Miami and ring up Seattle um, and just offer what the Dolphins gave for him because there's someone... The Tyreek Hill deal suggests that they're going to change how Mahomes could throw to anyone and complete a pass. They could throw to one of those blow up dolls outside car showrooms and complete a pass. (laughs) And they have 12 picks. Yeah. So he could, they're going to change that. They've still got Travis Kelsey, who is still in the 30 as well, Mm -hmm. or, or he's 30. So he's got plenty of time left as well. So yeah, they're clearly going to change things there. That's what kind of concerned with DK, because DK is obviously not Tyreek Hill, though he's as fast. He plays, plays it differently, so that would have been concerned. But just, yeah, just just yeah, just yeah, keep the guy in. Like, they're going to have to sell season tickets. <laughs> I know a lot of them are just going to like, just press order and you like everyone makes that mistake. Over this side of Atlantic with Game Pass and just forgets until like mid July and you see hundred odd quid right your bank here. What the um yeah, but you just you have to. You you've they've if it is a part of the plan, they've backed them, they've willingly backed themselves into a corner with paying Quandre, nailing every pick in the draft, or if they trade back doing it so they don't miss out on a Derwin James. TJ Watt, like still getting your guy at 14, 13, whatever. Um, and they've backed themselves into it. I'm going to say willingly into a corner of paying DK Metcalf. And yeah, the Devante deal is wild. Um, but everything's going up. Like we're seeing a lot on social media, obviously, uh, baseball is. Uh, spring training is kind of like picking up steam and there's a lot of talk of payroll stuff. Like, there's the Mariners are close to the bottom. You, you don't want to follow that path. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles is about $30 million um, annual payroll. Mm-hmm. They lost a player called Manny Machado to the Padres in San Diego. He's on $30 million a year. <laughs> like, you don't want that all across the city. I mean, imagine Seattle when there's no payroll at the Mariners. Um, Seahawks have no one that worries. They have DS Bridge and Penny Hart catching passages from Drew Luck. And the Kraken are still bottom five team in the NHL. I mean, and the Huskies are whatever the hell they're going to be for the next <laughs> five to ten years as well. It's it's rotten. So, like, there is, again, like, they can still be the king in, this, in the city. But they have to front up a bit now, especially there's like the back themselves into a corner. Mm. But I'm gonna say willingly at this point. But yeah, just pay him. They should, like like you said, they should have paid him within at, before Devante landed in Vegas. Yeah, they should have got the contract. And Pete Carroll come out and say, yeah, we're talking, or basically say, yeah, we, we're having conversations and stuff. But yeah. Like he, he clearly wants to take on the responsibility, which is going to be from being the face of the offense until. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I do think if they pay DK Metcalf and it's, it's not our money at the end of the day, so I'm not really that bothered. But um, yeah, I think there's a way they can do it where you can kind of 
all sides can look glowingly at it. But yeah, they have to. You just have to. Because, yeah. The, Ty- the Tyreek Hill trade is insane. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Schneider said there's a sense of Anyone shock. still listening? I think they yeah. are. I think they're loving it. Sayers is with us. Sayers with us. Yeah, I mean, Schneider said that there's a sense of shock, quote unquote, about the the deals. And there's a couple of but, quote tweets like, see a DK, it's been real. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, God knows what will happen with that. Yeah. I, I, I think they'll pay him. And I th- maybe that's why he went on Kevin Garnett's podcast, because before, two and a half hours ago, I didn't know Kevin Garnett had a podcast. Everyone's got, we've got a podcast here. Everyone's yeah. got a podcast. It's a Max yeah. game. Um, any other Seahawks related news? I don't think so. No, let's park it. We're going to speak to Mike Dugan next week. Uh, and we can, um, we can go over all of this with him again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, Dwayne, the Dwayne Brown one, I think, is the one beat I've had this offseason. That seemed as slam dunk as Quandre. Yeah. To me. It really but, did. Uh, anyone for the bin? Ooh. Look, there's a number of ways the Browns go in the bin with the Deshaun Watson stuff, let's be honest, and we're not going to try and make a joke of it. But as Joe Fan brilliantly put last week, if Deshaun Watson is so confident that everything's going to be fine, why has he got an insurance policy, basically, that his salary for the whole of next season is $1 million? Because that's all the league can really do is stop him from playing and fine him his playing salary. So he's getting $48 million, wherever it is a year as an actual guaranteed cash. But the salary this year is $1 million. So when he gets suspended for half a year or whatever, he's only going to lose half a million dollars. Um, And as Joe so brilliantly put, if you're so confident about you're going to get off, you've done nothing wrong here to Sean Watson. Why are you, uh, why have you got that as your, your salary? So a yeah. very interesting one to think of. Yeah, it's just gross. All of it's, it's gross. Disgusting. And Adam Schefter's dealing of it is great. Like he should be not on TV. Maybe not even on, like he should be like Rappaport went off because he tweeted something about like a like an advertising company or something. He went off Twitter for a week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. But what Schefter was doing, or how he's still continuing to do today, I went on his profile because uh, he <laughs> he blocked Ollie who's been on this path a couple of times. I don't know why. <laughs> um uh, I also went out to see if I was blocked, um, and I wasn't, unfortunately. But he's he's still he's still at it today, and uh, yeah, it's just gross. And uh, Stefanski and their GM have gone into hiding. They've cancelled like three public appearances since the trade went down, which is just if if, if you're going to do if it, if you're so, if you're going to do it, and you're so confident in your process, which again has been calling into question today with another state, uh, one of the twenty-two. Um, Victims coming forward with uh, trying to get um, another indictment, is that the word? Mm-hmm. Uh, going in another county in Texas uh, today, which has obviously already been dismissed because um, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, like just come up in front up about it. And but forget about your process. If you're going to be a prick or a disgusting, heartless person that only cares about winning, that's fine. But then you have to follow that all the way through to the end. Yeah. And the, from what it seems like, it's kind of, it's not 
I cannot stress enough. This is not what Russell Wilson tries to do in terms of trying to please all parties. But the way in which the Browns are doing it, it's super wanting to have their cake and eat it. They want to have the wins and also have, you know, a, a retention of their legacy as good people. And unfortunately, that's gone. Yeah. That, that, you're not getting that back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's, it's the whole, yeah. The fact that Deshaun Watson was the man who got to choose where he went is wild. I mean, this short, yeah. There's And the fact that the, these teams are selling their soul, basically, selling off half their fan base for a, what? 50? minute percentage better chance of winning uh, an American football game is just it's, it's gross uh, Urban Meyer again can get in the bins for <laughs> that insane profile I mean mm-hmm. um, the stuff about he's he's from the south so he's not that well educated and shit not realising his quarterback is from the south um, yeah it's been plenty of it's been a wild few weeks man maybe we should go to Mexico more often for a number of reasons I'm going to say no although we had a lovely time <laughs> But I think, as yeah, you know, maybe there are a couple of reasons why we may swerve that one for, uh, for a little while. Not that it wasn't a wonderful trip, all yeah. in all. Yeah. I'll just go, um, I don't know, let's go Skeggy. Yeah, that'll do us. Yeah. Uh, all the usual means and methods. Um, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Patreon.com. Give us a like and a... Let, let us know, everyone, let us know everyone, if this everyone, was... Let's, let's yeah. know if, again, let's know if you made it all the way through to the pod. Yeah, but also everyone, uh, yeah, send us a picture of uh, Mahmood and Jack Leach uh, celebrating an 11th in a wicket stand. If you've got to the end of this podcast, that'd be great. But do give us a, a little like and review on iTunes, even if you've done it before. Unsubscribe, subscribe again, unlike, like it again, review it again, because uh, it does all help boost us up the charts. And we probably don't do a good enough job of actually trying to get this podcast listened to by more people uh, as opposed to just make it a little passion project that we've had it for the last five going into year six yeah yeah um yeah yeah wait maybe maybe it's maybe it's our fault i don't what the weird terrible football team yeah we haven't won a playoff game in oh well Never mind. Uh, it's been fun. I had right. a couple had a couple of good shows out of it so yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we're back with um the Seahawks Media Combine King uh, MSD or as um, Dan Hans has called him Sean Michael Dugar uh, on the Around the NFL podcast a couple of weeks ago as well which I'm not sure if that's the inside joke or just a complete No I think it did lead to a rather uh, unfortunate acronym in SMD which is worth looking up on Urban Dictionary and the producer Erica Tamposi was uh, rather shocked that that's the way that Dan was typing. So uh, I don't think that reflected too well on Mr. Hansis, but all water under the bridge now. And uh, he commented on Mike's 40 time at the combine. So yeah, Mike, Mike's winning on that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, until next time, enjoy the week of off season. Who knows what could happen? TK Metcalf may be paid by the no, no, no. Um But yeah, until, uh, until next time, this has been the Pedestrian Podcast. Let's ride. Thank you.